Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What is up, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. Friends call me DMAC. You follow me on the X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And welcome to another episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. We're reporting from the winter meetings in Nashville, Tennessee. Day one of the winter meetings went live a couple minutes ago. Trying to work some things out. We'll be going live throughout this entire week, giving you all the coverage you need. Wall to wall, the latest news, rumors, lots of the stuff to get into already. And it's not related to Shohei Otani. Got a big internal news story coming up, but let me know down below in the comment section what are your feelings so far in the winter meetings? I mean, you got Otani, you got Yamamoto, but really the talk today was Dave Roberts appearing on MLB Network in an interview with Alana Rizzo, friend of the show, and he says that Mookie Betts is going to be the Dodgers' everyday second baseman. Everyday second baseman, Mookie Betts, and he told Alana Rizzo so that that's where he wants to be. He said, obviously, with the signing of Jason Hayward to put him out there in right field to play versus right-handed pitching and to play a gold glove right field, it just makes our club better. No, you get a happy Mookie Betts. And he can post and play 160 games. That makes the Dodgers that much better. It's pretty much a no-brainer. We're going to say it's one of those things that he's a gold glover out in right field. But I think that when you're putting together a roster and someone who can be so offensive at second base, you can get more games out of him if he's playing second base. So first and foremost, what are your thoughts on Mookie Betts being an everyday second baseman? I personally, just right from the jump here, I think it was the right call. It's the right move. Mookie has nothing more to prove in right field. He's one of the best right fielders in the game. He's won six gold gloves out there. There's no question about it. Has a great arm, can impact the game with his arm out there as well. But what Dave talked about is offensively what he can do. And if you look at right now, him to compare to other second basemen, I'm pretty confident saying Mookie is the best second baseman in the sport. I mean, you look at offensively, Luis Arias, an 862 OPS. Ozzy Albies, an 849 OPS. Cattell Martin, 843 OPS. Marcus Seaman, 826 OPS. Mookie best last year, a 987 OPS. So, look, the reality is it's a lot more difficult to find a second baseman that can give you 30-plus home runs at 100-plus RBI, but Mookie has that power. And what you can do is you can find outfielders with pop 
easier than you can find second baseman with Pop. And then you add the fact that Mookie, he didn't just play that position, right? He didn't just play that position and it was a way to just keep him engaged and let him do what he wanted to do. No, he was effective at that position. If you look how he graded out compared to other second basemen out there, he was well above league average. Compared to second baseman with a minimum of 400 innings last season, hit a six defensive runs saved. That was good for seventh. A 4.6 UZR 150. That was good for a third. So what you need to know is that Mookie can get it done at second base. There's no doubt about defensively he can handle it. If you look at the season he had last year... In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Against right-handed pitching, 42 of 49 games against right-handed pitching was at that second base after the All-Star break. And then 22 of 24 games against left-handed pitchers in right field after the break. So, look, the big difference now is you're not looking for someone else to play second base. You're looking for an outfielder that you can platoon with Jason Hayward. Does this mean that Johnny DeLuca gets an opportunity? Does this mean you're going to see some more Michael Bush and Miguel Vargas in left field if they don't trade them? Or does this mean that they're going to go out there and trade or sign a outfielder that's an impact bat? We heard a couple of weeks ago that they were interested in Teoscar Hernandez. He's someone that does strike out a lot, but he does have pop and get you 30 home runs. Could they be in the trade market? Are they looking to deal for someone like a Eloy Jimenez or someone like a, a Luis Robert and go crazy with them? I mean, Luis Robert, we'll see. I mean, a lot of people say that he's not available, but there are names out there. Juan Soto of course is an outfitter that is available I'm not so sure they'd be willing to deal with the Dodgers but to me there's for people out there that are concerned that Jason Hayward is going to be your everyday outfielder, no, 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 that's not going to happen. The Dodgers understand the role that Jason Hayward has on this team, and that is someone who is going to specialize against right-handed pitching. You're not going to see him in there against lefties all that much because he's not going to fare well. He has struggled against lefties, and I think they brought him back on that $9 million deal knowing that he wasn't going to get four or 500 plate appearances, 600 plate appearances, right? So I don't think that's going to be the case, but but Mookie, the most important thing is it kept him healthy. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. I mean, Mookie, he was able to really 
post last season, and he had his best offensive season with the Dodgers, and I think that is what they're looking at mostly with him. And he started 62 games at second base, had 12 starts at shortstop, 77 games in right field. And last year really was the necessity as the mother of invention with him at shortstop, but I think him at second base as a full-time gig, it just makes sense talk about him being on the dirt and how that's able to keep himself healthy look he had the most played appearances that he had since 2019 and he played 152 games and he had 151 starts in 2023 that was the highest he's ever had since 2017 so the Dodgers to me they went back and looked at last season and said okay he had his best season offensively he played more infield so how do we continue that success? And I think the answer to that question is you have him at second base and then you look elsewhere for another outfielder. And I think that, look, you can find outfielders, even if it's an in-season trade, you can find outfielders that have pop versus finding infielder. It's much more difficult. But let me know down below in the comment section, what are your thoughts on Mookie Betts being your full-time second sacker? Yeah, I'm calling it that, but uh, let me know down below, guys. And welcome to Dodgers Dugout Live from my hotel room here in Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee, guys, it is just getting started. We've got an update on Otani, got an update on Yamamoto. Talked to some insiders about them a few hours ago, and it's an interesting update to say the least. But uh, let's go down to this comment section. Happy Monday. What up, Diane Schroeder over there? By the way, hit that like button. If you really want to support the channel, if you want to see more live streams, if you want more good news about your Los Angeles Dodgers, keep the vibes up. Ron Mookie is going to go ham next season and the postseason. So operative word there is the postseason and last two postseasons Mookie has really really struggled he's got like six for his last 48 in his last three postseason series last year he went over in the NLDS over 11 2022 against the Padres he hit some balls hard but just wasn't seeing the results this past offseason this past postseason was a different story he just was not able to get it going I definitely think the break Hurt him a little bit. But even leading up to that, last month of the season, from August when he had a 51-hit month, it was historic, one offensive player of the month. And there was a moment there where he actually took the lead, the betting lead on the MVP in the National League. That's how much ground he picked up in that historic August for Mookie. But September was a different story. You saw the power numbers go down. He wasn't hitting the ball as hard. And that continued on in the postseason where they really needed him to have success. And he just didn't do that. Now, does playing him at second preserve him and give himself to have a better chance in the postseason? I think it absolutely has to. Look, the wear and tear of right field is on another level. And I think on a mental level too, Mookie, this is someone, say what you want about not winning the World Series last year. He's won two World Series titles. He's won an MVP. He's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. He's going to be wearing a Dodgers cap in Cooperstown. So he is definitely going to be more engaged. And I think he likes the idea of being a second baseman, playing alongside Freddie Freeman. So look, you want to keep your superstars happy. The reason why they're in the mix for a Shohei Otani, right? For all these big players throughout the years is because there's an organization that knows how to sell to their superstars that this franchise is a destination for them. And I guarantee you that Mookie was a part of this decision. If Mookie didn't want to play second, he wouldn't be playing second, right? I think it was collaborative. It just made more sense for this team. And that's why you're seeing it. But you look at the year he had last year. Mookie slash 307, 408, 579, had a 167 weighted runs created plus, hit 39 home runs, had 160. 
27 RBI, 39 home runs for Marcus Lynn Betts. That was just too shy of Ronald Acuna Jr.'s 41. And it was seventh overall in Major League Baseball. If you look at the weighted runs created plus, Mookie was at 167. He was 67% above league average. Only three players had a higher weighted runs created plus than Mookie. Otani, Acuna Jr., and Seager. So say what about Mookie. He's still an elite player, and I think you brought up a great point right there. It's about having him be at his best when his best is needed, and that absolutely is in October. But uh, we got we we got that's a good call from Haley Thompson, Jung Hoo Lee. That's from Justin Kim, two thousand. When we signed Otani team, I guess from Paul Gutierrez. So we might as well get into the Otani news and we'll circle back to Mookie. If you guys have any additional thoughts and takes on that, but really it feels like right now, the buzz in the lobby, the buzz in the media room, the buzz around the winter meetings is that we probably are not going to see an announcement on Otani during the winter meetings. And I know that, it is frustrating. I know that it is something that you just really want to have done because you want to get on with your life and just learn about his future one way or the other. But I think Otani's being methodical about this. And yesterday you heard Ken Rosenthal talk about how he thinks he's decided where he's going to go. Buster only said he thinks he's decided where he's going to go. It's just a matter of his agent from CAA, Nez Bolello, trying to leverage that into the best contract possible. And don't kid yourself. If the Giants, the Angels, the Braves, the Cubs, the Blue Jays maybe – if they know it's a sure thing is going to the Dodgers, they're going to try to bump that price up and try to find any way to have the Dodgers have to pay as much money as they can for Otani. Don't think that that's not in play because it absolutely is. Now, it has also been reported that Otani met with the Giants at Oracle and there was also some stories that he had followed. I saw from uh, Michael Whitman on Twitter. I think it was Michael Whitman on Twitter that he had followed Logan Webb on Instagram. So last week we went through all of his Instagram follows. So I'm not sure if that's relevant at all. We'll see if he follows Mookie Betts and some of these other guys. But yeah, look, the reality is Otani is in a position where no teams have any negotiating leverage. And the reason why I do push back on the idea that we're waiting because he wants to see, see all these teams and this and that, I think if Otani's agent went to the Dodgers and said, okay, we're willing to sign with you, but we need this amount of money, these opt-outs, the Dodgers would be willing to comply with that. They would be willing to get him on a deal that he wants. I don't think the Dodgers are going to play hardball with him, knowing that he could easily pivot, sign with another team out there, get over $500 million. And it was reported by New York Post John Heyman yesterday that it could get close to $600 million with the bidding. Okay, so clearly teams aren't concerned about him post-Tommy John surgery. Clearly they think that he can return as an ace-level pitcher, possibly in 2025, maybe even after that. But look, you look what he can do at the plate offensively you look at the marketing opportunities he's still worth the price and then some so I still believe the Dodgers are the favorite I had an insider tell me that the Dodgers are still the favorite right now and that that is how he felt and that goes a long way with me and look you saw John Morosi also pointed out a few minutes ago that the fact that the Dodgers are have Dr. Neil Elitrach 
as their team physician, team doctor, right? That only helps the Dodgers because Dr. Neil Elitrach, one, he's the best in the business when it comes to Tommy John surgeries, when it comes to surgeries on baseball players. And that is where Otani got his surgery, right? So having that in play is just reason number 9, 10, 11, why the Dodgers make the most sense. Being close to your team doctor, being close to someone that you can trust, also being with an organization that has experience dealing with pitchers that have recovered from Tommy John surgery. So basically what we need to know right now is if you were expecting an Otani decision during the winter meetings, as of right now, it appears that that is not going to happen. From what I I was told it's going to happen at some point within the next seven to 10 days, seven to 10 days. So we're closing in on less than two weeks, if that's true. And that really is just kind of the consensus right now. So things are still looking up for the Dodgers. I don't think that anything has changed. I'm sure that the Dodgers pitch to Otani has been planned and polished for months now. I think you there's obvious interest with Otani and the Dodgers dating back to before he signed with the Angels. It makes too much sense in the world, but there's also some talk that the Braves are possibly still in it. You can't rule out the Angels, the Cubs, the Blue Jays, the Giants. I think the Giants feel like maybe they're picking up a tiny bit more steam, but then this next rumor leads me to believe that maybe it won't happen because I had an insider tell me that he believes the Yoshinobu Yamamoto will ultimately sign with the San Francisco Giants. And if he signs with the Giants, you mean to tell me that that San Francisco franchise is getting Otani and Yamamoto? To me, that news made me feel more optimistic that Otani is going to ultimately end up in L.A. But what I think that also means is who's going to share up this rotation? Because let's not lose sight of the mission this offseason. Because if you can't fix the starting pitching... We saw a team last year that scored over 900 runs. And if you can't fix the starting pitching, you gotta you have to find a way. I mean, Dylan Cease, I've heard he's going to the Braves. Maybe the Dodgers find a way to get something done. You got the Brewers, Corbin Burns, and Willie Adamas is still out there. So you have to fix the starting pitching. But right now, I would say things are trending in the right direction. I think the Dodgers are just kind of sitting right there waiting for all this to play out. They're being patient. I'm trying to pick them on vibes. I saw Dave Roberts walking by, headed to MLB Network before he did that interview with Alonzo Rizzo. Dave was glowing, man. Dave was looking fresh and refreshed from a couple weeks off. He's always upbeat and positive, but I definitely picked up some very good vibes from Dave Roberts, so make of what you will with that, but still, I think this is an organization that is very confident that they're going to make some big signings. And look, if Otani has a change of heart, for I just don't see it. You know, I truly believe that right now he knows where he's going to go. But let's go back down below in the comments section. We'll keep breaking it all down. We got Poor House Picker. How are you liking Nashville? Nashville is a great city. I've basically been at this uh, this resort here, the Gaylord Opryland Resort, which is really cool. They have like a river that's going through this whole thing. They have a bunch of lights and stuff, Christmas trees, very festive around here. I do want to go down and see the city, though. I've never been here. I heard uh, Broadway Street is really cool. I want to go down there and check that out. We got Otani to Angels from Sean Loves Aviation over on YouTube. Otani to Angels. Big surprise for everyone. Angels know firsthand how much attendance and advertising his loss will cost. Look, I had someone tell me that Otani at the gate in Anaheim wasn't as big as you would have expected. And 
Of course, he made a difference, but it wasn't as big as you would expect it. If Otani goes back to the Angels and they lose and they're not a good team, you're going to see empty season Anaheim. But if Otani goes to the Dodgers or the Cubs or the Giants or a team like that, it's instantly going to change season ticket sales. There's going to be a big buzz for opening day. It's going to put butts in the seats. From a sponsorship standpoint, there's no doubt about it. I think it's more of a pride standpoint, a relevant standpoint. I think Artie Moreno wants to stay relevant, and you absolutely stay relevant when you have the best player in the game, even if you're not finishing with a winning season. But Roy Estrada, DMAC, Otani in San Francisco, two days ago, source Bob Nightingale. Yeah, we talked about that a few seconds ago. Ricky Vasquez, appreciate and trust you, DMAC. Tired of all these trust me, bro, sources. What up, Ricky Vasquez over there? Yeah, look, I mean, one question I've asked a lot of these insiders is, it, ha- it has the Otani situation compared to other big free agencies in the past, even Aaron Judge last year. Has it been more difficult to get information because of how tight-lipped and how close to the vest his camp keeps things? And the answer is yes. Otani has a very small inner circle and they're all tight lipped and they're not allowing many leaks. And then on top of that, you've got these organizations out there that know how important it is to not leak anything because if something gets leaked, it could hurt their chances of ultimately signing him. So I do think that, look, as confident as we can be about the Dodgers getting him, I still, in in my heart of hearts, maybe it's just the uh, the pessimistic side of me because we've had two bad years, right? Two early eggs in the postseason. Feel like feels like things haven't gone our way of late. I have to see it, right? To just know that it's going to happen. I'm not going to go out there and slam dunk, say, oh, I'm guaranteeing we're getting Shohei Otani. I still think the Dodgers have a great shot at him. I know the organization internally feels that way as well. But this is a guy that shocked the baseball world in 2018 when he signed with the Angels. So that's something to consider as well. But if Dodgers don't get Otani, I'll be devastated out of 818. I agree. I think we all will for sure, especially the extra twist of the knife would be if he went to the Giants. Even if he went back to the Angels, it'd feel that way as well. We got Justin Kim 2000 IV. No, it doesn't. It just follow. Okay, we got to hello, Doug. What up, Cody, over over on YouTube. Jay, my birthday is tomorrow, and all I want is Otani to the Dodgers tomorrow morning. Look, I, look all Mariah Carey wants for Christmas is you. All I want for Christmas is Shohei Otani, right? And I'm with you right there. If we, it's going to be historic, man. It's going to be historic. And look, the, the reality is there's just a couple of days left, seven to ten days, and we'll find out. And I think the big question is, what do we do if we don't get him? What do the Dodgers do? And uh, Dave Roberts also told Alana Rizzo today that if they do not sign Shohei Otani, that J.D. Martinez back in L.A. could be an option. And for the most part, I'm on board with that. I think that J.D. had a really great year. And I think a lot had to do with the fact that he was on a one-year deal. And he did want to sign one more big contract. And now, only concern I have about J.D. Martinez moving forward is, the injuries aren't going to reduce, right? You don't get less injury-prone as you get older. And he had some very strange knick-knack injuries last year. The back, the groin, things like that. So that's a little bit of a concern for me. because. But he was fantastic. I mean, don't get me wrong. J.D. Martinez was great with the Dodgers last season in his role. Doesn't provide value defensively. And he does plug up that position. But then again, you're going to have that with J.D. Mar- with uh, Shohei Otani 
if you sign him as well because he's a pitcher and he's not pitching next season and he's always going to be the DH. But if you bring back a J.D. Martinez, I mean, he had a 135 weighted runs created plus, hit 33 home runs, the power was up, 103 RBI. So not totally against it, but at that point, it would definitely be a disappointment because it would mean that they did not sign Shohei Otani. We got Mookie's batting average in the postseason, 0 0 That's from Geshmake over on YouTube. Smash that like button for your Nashville boy, DMAC. What up, Diane Truder, the fairy godmother of the Dodgers Nation live streams. I appreciate that. Definitely hit that like button for your Dodgers, guys. IV Otani basically only followed his Angels teammates, so it's kind of suspicious. LOL. IV, look. Everything is something. I'm with you on that. I, too, own a tinfoil hat, right? I try to make something out of everything as well. And uh, interesting. I was DMing with Logan Webb not too long ago. Maybe I'll hit him up and uh, see what that's all about. Uh, Ruben Rodriguez, stop signing the old guys. Spend the money. Let's go. When can we expect Otani, Jorge, Santrosa? I was told in the next seven to ten days. Hayward better not be the everyday right fielder. Jamie Lannister, I don't think that could be the case. And we broke down Hayward in depth when he signed it. By the way, Hayward's going to be on the show this week, so we'll talk to him about his role. But I just don't think that they're going to want to put Hayward in a position where he's not – best position to have success. They want him to hit the ball hard. They want him to crush right-handed pitching like he did last year. And look, the reality is there's no way that they could see themselves, okay, Hayward's back, and we're going to just give him five, 600 plate appearances and expect him to have success against lefties. I just don't see a world where that could be the case. If you look at last season, I mean, he was exclusively almost against right-handed pitching. Over 92% of his plate appearances came against right-handed pitching, but he did have 28 plate appearances against lefties. He had 192 had two doubles, hit two home runs with a 750 OPS. So he wasn't awful. He wasn't awful. I mean, um, he had a 250 on base percentage, hit 192, 750. I mean, the power was there. The batting average wasn't great or anything like that. But I just don't think they're going to do that, especially on that one-year deal. Uh, also, do you think the Giants are going to go after Otani or Yamamoto more? I think the Giants are committed to doing something that the Dodgers are committed to doing, and that is getting a big fish this offseason. The Giants, they have to get someone. And if it's not Otani Yamamoto, then it's Bellinger, Matt Chapman, or Blake Snell, or even Jordan Montgomery, right? They need to go out there and sign someone, and I think they will. I think that Farhan Zaidi, he sees the clock ticking, man, because attendance is down in San Francisco, relevancy you end up firing Gabe Kapler who's now assistant GM with the Marlins and yeah I mean they're going to do something for sure but I would say as far as who they're going to go after more if the if Otani made it known to the Giants that they could have him obviously it's Otani right if you get Otani you go to Otani Yamamoto is probably going to the Giants. Ray V. Guzman. Yep, that's exactly what I'm hearing as well. Roberts just announced Mookie the everyday bowler during the playoffs. Okay, I don't have my buttons here, but that's a finish him. Otani doesn't like. Um, yeah, that's possible. Who's going to take the majority of third base? It's from Alexander underscore Rose. Right now, you would have to believe the plan is Max Muncy at third unless they trade him and a Shohei Otani at DH. We got Otani is preventing us from signing more guys right now. Michael Creo. I definitely think that Otani has the market in a standstill. And it's going to be very interesting because this 
was supposed to be one of the most eventful winter meetings because of the players that are available, the free agents that could be signed, the players that are available on the trade market, but teams that even think they have a little shot at Otani, a minuscule shot, they are going to keep their plans B, C, and D on the back burner until they know 100% that he's not going to sign with them. I guarantee you that if when the Giants or the Cubs or the Blue Jays or the Braves, when they know that they have no shot at Otani, then they're going to expedite the plan to get their other targets. And same thing goes with the Dodgers. I mean, what do the Dodgers do if they don't sign Otani? I'm going to talk to Morosi about that. We talk again, hopefully tonight or tomorrow. But I mean, what do the Dodgers do? Where do they go? Do you go and aggressively hit the trade market? We haven't heard their names involved in Juan Soto, and I don't think that the Padres would want to trade into L.A. But with Mookie at second base, you need another outfielder. He 100% could be the best outfielder available. If he was on another team, he struck out on Otani. L.A. was in the mix to the very end when they the Nationals traded him to the Padres. So, I mean, it's not impossible, right? But uh, here we go. We got to OK Justin Mookie at second. What's the deal with Trout? Nothing really on the Trout front as of right now. Haven't heard too much about Mike Trout. Really the latest on Trout. That was Hector Gomez a few weeks ago saying that the Dodgers were in the mix. You guys, I interviewed him. And, yeah, I mean, that's what he said. Haven't heard any other insider say that. And until I do, I'm going to expect that it's not something that's realistic or imminent. We got uh, Otani is going to make a fortune for the Dodgers organization. Ticket sales. Absolutely, Ray. No question about it. Nando. What up, Nando? DMAC parting Wolf of Wall Street style at the winter meetings. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to be crawling out of the Lamborghini Countach after ODing on Quaaludes like Jordan Belfort, but I'm not effing leaving. Uh, yep, I mentioned Dr. El, uh, Elitrotch theory weeks ago. Guess make. Yeah, I mean, valid theory, man. And that was, uh, I think it's John Morose should give you credit for that. But it's when you get to this level and all teams are willing to pay you, you have to consider those other options, right? If you're listing them out on Otani's camp. And I, I do think at the end of the day, comfort is a major factor. If he's not comfortable there in your organization where you let him run the show, like, let's be honest. Superstars get superstar privileges. And if Otani doesn't want to speak to the media on certain days, or if he wants a certain strict policy for how many media engagements he has to conduct, teams are going to grant him that, right? But I also think the public pressure playing in bigger markets like Chicago, even Toronto, playing in the AL East, you're going to be in New York. You're going to be in Boston, right? You're going to be in Baltimore. Does he want that? I've heard he doesn't love it. So that's what that's what makes me doubt the idea of him going to the American League East. That stadium makes sense. That ballpark makes sense. He crushes it there. But if you're Otani, you crush it everywhere, man. You're, you're not signing with the team because you think you're going to have more success at that ballpark, right? He, he knows that he's going to crush wherever he goes. We got uh, Andrew and, and Los Angeles is an Asian-friendly city. Absolutely. You have to consider that. I mean... Big, absolutely, no question about it. Shohei just signed with the Kansas City Royals. That's a that's a common day from Juanito Vasquez. Yeah, at the end of the day, if he signs with the Oakland A's, I'd be here for that. Uh, we got uh, Mitchell Hopkins like this. DMAC, is that 7 to 10 business days or actual days? It's actual days, I think. I mean, we've seen weekend signings. We've seen Sunday signings. I think it's 7 to 10 
actual days. I don't think business days. <laughs> uh, that'd be pretty funny, though. But uh, I'll try to get some more. Co- uh, this is exhausting. Roy Estrada, that's anything I feel. Otani Smart Dodgers are the answer for sure. By the way, it was also reported by Fabian Ardaya of the Athletic that the Dodgers might consider another shortstop. And they're looking to possibly upgrade at that position. What are your thoughts on that? Because I found that very interesting because Miguel Rojas is under contract through 2024. The Dodgers, they want him as a backup. They don't want him as a starter. They want him to play some third, some short, some second. He even plays some first base or play him all around the infield, but primarily as the backup shortstop and second baseman. And you have him as a Band-Aid if you have an emergency or you have someone that gets injured, right? Now, Willie Adamas definitely makes sense for sure if you can get him packaged with a Corbin Burns. He had a 16 ounce above average over the last three years, a 94 weighted runs created plus. He's ninth among shortstops with an 11.3 F4 in the last three years. So he's a top 10 shortstop. The issue is he doesn't get on base and he strikes out a lot. Now, if you look at his on base and you look at his slug, yes, he can leave the yard and he can get you home runs. And he plays above average defense. And I think that will go a long way. Look, if Mookie Betts is playing full-time second base, Willie Adams is one of his best friends in the league. So imagine Mookie and Willie Adams as a keystone combination right there. That's something to think of because, look, as much as they love Gavin Lux, he is returning from a major surgery. You're returning in a position where you don't have a ton of experience, and it really makes you wonder. Lux has started 50 games at shortstop in his major league career, and he hasn't been a primary exclusive shortstop since 2019. So they don't have a ton to go off of. And also, you know what they don't have anything to go off of? Him playing at the shortstop position during the restricted shift era. So that's kind of a tough putt to bring him back in a situation, coming off an injury, still has to establish himself at the plate for an entire season and avoid injury. I think it makes all the sense in the world. If you can get out at the right price. Now, the big question there is, is Lux a part of the deal, right? Because if Lux is a part of the deal, then if you bring in an Adamus, he's on a, has one more year of team control. And do you look to sign him long-term? You look to bring in someone else. Tim Anderson's out there, but defensively he's graded at below average. Maybe they think they can fix him. I think they'd prefer someone who is more, Glove first oriented where you can trust him at that position. Now, the other thing you can do is if you bring in a Willie Adamas, you keep Gavin Lux, you just kind of work him back and have him start a good amount of games this season. And he comes off the bench. I mean, it's pretty interesting, right? So that's kind of the big question is if you do trade for a shortstop, is Gavin Lux a part of the deal? Because if he is, you're trading him when his stock is on the lower side because he's returning from injury and he's under team control through 2027 so he's someone who is under team control for quite some time but uh here we go let's go down below in the comment section friedman is asleep he's not they're working man any update on kirsch no update anthony keen i'm gonna try to ask dave roberts about that tomorrow an update on clayton kirsch hey dmac if mookie at second then does that mean it rose reina to dodgers outfield leonardo blanco bob nightingale said on this show that it's unlikely right now unless 
the Rays were absolutely wowed by an offer that they're going to trade a Randy Arozarena. I personally believe that anyone can be had from the Rays at the right price. I think it really just depends on, let's see if we can get Otani first. If we strike out on that, then what kind of outfielders are out there? Because you have to remember that if you look at a Randy Arozarena, he's still under team control for three more seasons. The more team control the higher the asking price is, the more prospects you have to part way to acquire that player. This year is estimated to make around $7 million. For a player of his caliber, a top five, three to five left fielder in the sport, yeah, you're going to have to pay up pretty significantly, but then you also might want to get a Tyler Glass now. So all this stuff is percolating, guys. Just because you're not seeing announcements, just because you're not seeing even additional rumors, it doesn't mean that these conversations aren't being had right behind me, right? I mean, where we're at in this hotel right now, because I guarantee you, look, the biggest domino is Otani. Until that big domino falls, none of these teams are going to risk any of this, this prospect capital. And and, and try to move on to sign other guys because he is he's really playing a b and c for the dodgers right now that's how many years they've really been planning for this i mean look at last season they didn't do anything right they signed one-year deals but uh yo Mac, don't leak any of Ota- i wish i had otani meetings to leak trust me jonah that stuff is sworn to secrecy hey Mac, if mookie had second okay we got uh los angeles dodgers not get shohei otani that's from omar over there on youtube we got we got uh snell is a mariners from iv max free 2025 i've heard that uh yeah max freed would let, love to be a dodge just put it that way uh, DMAC, thanks for keeping us posted at the meetings thanks moose 1032 you got guys for sure i'm gonna be uh here entire the entire week so get used to these multiple streams a day you're gonna see some live like i did earlier we're smoothing that out just a little bit so the audio is crispy for you guys but don't worry we'll get it at a 10 for you we got doug slay and dmac enjoy music city did Andy bring his checkbook? Let's make it happen. Yeah, bring the checkbook, bring an entire fleet of Brinks trucks. Hopefully they did. So you don't get Otani. What do you do? Do you go after Cody Bellinger? DMB24. For me, I'm not getting back with my ex and Cody Bellinger in that situation. On the fact that, look, you have a James Altman, above average defense, above average offense. Belly, you're probably looking at $200 plus million. The counting stats were good. It was a bounce-back year. But if you look at exit velocities and barrel rates and his quality of contact numbers, they're not where they were during his MVP season. And, yes, that's an MVP season, but he's just not the same player that he was. I mean, he's more contact-oriented, not hitting the ball as hard, has been injury-prone throughout the years. That, to me, is the number one kicker for bringing back Cody Bellinger is because of the lack of talent that's available I mean, this free agent class is bereft of top-end talent outside of Otani, and you got Matt Chapman, you got Bellinger, but not a ton, a ton of guys that you can turn to, and that works to Cody Bellinger's advantage, and because of that, you're going to have to pay him big money and give him a lot of years. I've heard people out there say he could get a 9- or 10-year deal for Bellinger, a guy who has been injury-prone in the past. That's why I would be against the move, but uh, I love him, though. Uh, Nando390 says, all I want for Christmas is Austin Barnes to be fired. That's a that's a burn. Fire take. 
Uh, Freeman is asleep. Hey, DMAC, we got, uh, let's go down below here, guys. But thanks for rocking with us here on Dodgers Dugout Live. By the way, we just started a Discord. We just started a Discord. So be sure to check that out and subscribe to it. So, yeah, if you guys haven't yet, that Discord is uh is ready to roll as we speak we just launched our first official dodgers nation discord server hit the link in our bio to join it is completely free you'll be able to chat with the biggest dodgers fans in our community here and get early looks at all of our content and pitch content ideas to myself and the rest of our team here at dodgers nation active members will be highlighted weekly and make sure to share this link with all of your dodgers fan friends and family members join that discord now but uh yeah we'll definitely be rocking with that so be on the lookout guys otani will pay for himself with ads yo dmac dodgers are minus 200 man that's from la for life hey that's not nothing i was talking to a betting expert and he told me that reason why bet gm went from minus 150 to minus 350 is because they were getting too many bets at minus 150 so they went back a little bit but it doesn't mean any everything means something right and the question is are those betting odds based on insider information that we're seeing and you and I are privy to, or is it something behind the scenes? Because if it's when I'm talking about the former, then I'm a little more skeptical about it because that stuff, I'm telling you, all these guys, you talked about Otani and they say the Dodgers it almost feels like a default answer at this point because of all the advantages they do have. We got uh, uh, DMAG. Do you think we have more of a shot to acquire Burns, Sees, Glass now, or Bieber in a trade? I think they absolutely do. I think that it really depends on who they land in the free agent market because if Yamamoto goes to the Giants, will they sign Snell? I'm not so sure. Will they sign Montgomery? I'm not so sure. You absolutely need a left-handed pitcher for sure, and those guys make sense, and I would love to have him in Dodger Blue, but if you don't, then you got to explore that trade market, right? I mean, always, look, not a lot of people talking about, but Imanaga is someone left-hander you get for a reduced rate and then go out there and trade for one of the pitchers you mentioned. Bieber, his stuff is trended in the wrong direction. <laughs> I'm almost concerned about his injuries. Cease feels like he's going to be a brave from what I'm hearing. Glasnow and Burns of the top free agent pitchers that are available. He's the one that I think makes the most sense of all those pitchers that they could get. So for sure, they're going to be active and they're going to be looking to adding a elite starting pitcher through their trade capital, through the prospect capital. So for sure, 100%, they're going to be looking to trade for one of those guys. Um, uh, we got to, do you think the Dodgers will sign Kike again? That I'm hoping that we get some news this week, and I'm hoping that's one of the things we hear about, right? Kike Hernandez is someone that needs to be back in Dodger Blue. He fills a role. He proved last year that he was miscast in Boston. They tried to make him a shortstop on an everyday basis with what was happening there. And look, I think for me, positional versatility. He's a dog in the postseason. He's a round league average as a bat. Bring him back on a team-friendly deal. He said he's more open to it because when he left in the first top place, they didn't have the plate appearances for him. He wanted those plate appearances so he could earn the most money, right? That's what it's about, right? He was trying to earn as much money as he could. So I definitely think that they're going to look to bring him back. And you got Joe Kelly back, and that deal, by the way, was reported at $8 million. So the the club office was $9.5 million, and you got the – 
$1 million buyout. So you're pretty close to that. So save a little money there. Too bad the outfield will be terrible. It's Bentley. Yeah, we're going to dedicate a whole show on that. Gamluck's a good trade chip from Diane Schroeder. I don't want to lose lugs. JD and Mookie were best bros. What did that get us? That's a great point, Johnny. Uh, Kike re-signed two years. Belly to LA, possibly. Poor Lux is from BC. Would hope to get a better contract power combo than TA or Adamas in return. Hey, DMAC and Mookie at second. We got the Rosarena comment. Uh, well, realistically, we haven't done anything. Andrew Friedman better not screw the pooch. And us Dodgers fans in the process. That's from Johnny Owen. Look. I said a couple months ago, this is a legacy offseason for Andrew Friedman. And I think he's going to go big. And I think if he does, he's gonna, it's going to be out of his hands at this point. I think this time next year, we should not be talking about Andrew Friedman, right? Andrew Friedman is going to give this team the roster, and then he's going to back off. And then it can't be about Friedman. But this right now, though, the focus is on Andrew Friedman. He's got to add starting pitching. He's got to add an impact back. He's got to change the narrative of this team. Mix things up. Change for the sake of change. They're not firing any of the coaches. They're not replacing Dave Roberts. So how do you make a change? You make big free agent signings. You make big trades. Because the roster last couple years... It was designed to win in the postseason, but didn't. It was something that turned out to be a team that only won big in the regular season. So you got to change the nucleus up. We got a super chat, $5. Otani just signed with NWO, the New World Order. That's from Necrone. 99. Hey, the Blue World Order. How about that? Nando 390. Dave Roberts telling Otani he'll take him out if he's throwing a no-hitter or a perfect game. Finish him. That's from... Um, that's from Nando three night DMAC. What is your Dodgers dream lineup for 2024? Look, I think my dream lineup consists of, I mean, dream lineup are realistically dream lineup. Look, as long as my one, two and three is Mookie, Freddie and Otani. And I still have Will Smith, Max Muncie. I still have a lot of pieces. James Outman still have Chris Taylor. If I get those as my big three, I'm already in a good spot. Now I do think you want to add another right-handed bat at some point during the season possibly in the offseason, but keep those my one, two, and three, and I'll be very, very happy. But I'll give my full one tomorrow if you want. But Vitamin M97, uh, we got, um, you ever get, or we're going to get Oral Hershiser on the show at some point pretty soon. We got uh, DMAC bringing the heat from Dugout in the Music City. Uh, thanks, Avocado. I like that name right there over on YouTube. Thanks a lot. Sean loves aviation. Pre By the way, yeah, I had a, a lot of turbulence on my flight on the way here. It was, it was shaky, man. Uh, Belly is a mariner. Passing. Hello, DMAC. Can we leave Cody Bellinger talk? No ex-Dodgers. Frankie, I'm just going to enjoy 2024 season and get ready for football in October. Marquise Grissom to Expos. Finish him. Yeah, guys, a couple more here. Uh, Showtime, Shohani. Show, 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 showtime Otani. Otani wants to pitch again to use. He needs to use his left hand. Hey, I wouldn't doubt the guy. He's proving he can do anything. But that is going to do it for this episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. We're going to be live all week long here at the winter meetings in Nashville, Tennessee. Keep you guys up to the minute on all things Dodger baseball. So be sure to stay tuned. Also follow us over on Instagram, Twitter. Follow me on the X at DMAC underscore LA. My name is Doug McCain. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, I don't know what you're doing. 
get you up to the minute stuff. We're going to drop YouTube exclusive content soon to just subscribers. Also, our subscribers are eligible for all of our giveaways. Got a huge giveaway coming up pretty soon. So definitely be sure to subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. A couple more comments here. We got uh, Dodgers to shine Yamamoto for $200 million, then use the other $300 million to get shortstop, third base, right fielder Otani is in one player. Needs to, okay, I'm fine with that. D-Max, number one fan. Thanks later, D-Max, my guy. Guess make. Uh, Dodgers wait too long, waiting to hear about Shohei and lose out on a decent DH candidates, forced to use Barnes as a DH in 2024. I'll answer that one before I leave. I think that there's probably communication with some of these players, the J.D. Martinez of the world. And one of the great things about this team is they've been very, very honest with their current players, whether it be Justin Turner or guys in the past that are free agents, because they've earned that free agency rate, right? And they've been honest about players as far as their plan. I would not be shocked if... The Dodgers and J.D. Martinez, the Dodgers and another player already have some communication lines. And then if Otani signs somewhere else, they can pick things back up because they understand the situation. Let's not forget, players want to be on the Dodgers sometimes as much as the Dodgers want them. So that's another thing to factor in as well. It's like they got waitlisted or something. Right? I'm sure there's a lot of players that are going to be on that waitlist. Thanks, Victor Paredes over on YouTube. We got DMX. Oh, I'll get you that jersey for sure. Merch, merch. It's time for Otani Baseball. That's from Richard over on YouTube. DeLuca will rise. We got a DeLuca truther. Ahmed Hayward season 2023. Thanks, Dodgers24. Appreciate you over there. Thanks, Leonardo Blanco, Justin Lamas. What are your thoughts about Bama and FSU? And give it, <laughs> hey, man. But the reality is Alabama would beat FSU by double digits, okay? They're not the same team without Jordan Travis. Alabama is probably going to win the whole damn thing. I feel bad for Michigan. Michigan, you saw their reaction. They weren't thrilled to get them as their draw. Yes, Florida State 13-0, first time you had a Power 5 team left out of the college football playoff. But still, if we're talking about who are the best teams right now, definitely it is Alabama. I think the bigger case is why, isn't, uh, why aren't they in over Texas? I know Texas beat Alabama in Alabama earlier on in the season, but yeah, Alabama's a really good team. They just beat a Georgia team that had won 29 straight games, but this isn't a college football show. This is a show about uh, what are your thoughts on USC snatching UCLA's D.C.? <laughs> Man, the UCLA football is in the mud right now, okay? As, as someone who went to UCLA, yeah, our football team, they're in the mud. They're down the dumps. But got to give USC a lot of credit. That was an FU signing, a great move by the Trojans. D Lynn is one of the best defensive minds in the game right now. So love that move for SC. Hate that move for UCLA, but I can't blame Lynn. Why would you want to play under a lame duck head coach in Chip Kelly? But that's going to do it here for Dodgers Dugout Live. Thank you so much for rocking with us. Remember, another brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. Until next time, think blue. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. 